0: Hello, and welcome to the Off-Kilter Quilt. My name is Frances, and I'll be your hostess. Hello, and welcome to whatever episode, whichever episode it is, it's, it's an episode. Um, it has been a while. I think the last time I posted something was maybe in September. This is Francis. I'm your hostess. Yes on an unknown, anonymous episode of the Off-Kilter Quilt, which I have not done an episode of a long time. When I uh, turned on my little uh, uh, handhold audio recorder, uh, which is how I do it, old school. Uh, (laughs) Everybody else has a mic. I have a mic. I have a mic, um, and a fancy setup, and fancy audio software, which I use for the Quilt Fiction Podcast. Um, But for Off-Kilter Quilt, which we're going into, you know, we're about to, in May, it'll be 11 years old. um, Yeah, I'm, I'm just sticking, I'm just dancing with, uh, with the audio, audio recorder that brung me, right? And it's this one, it's my little Sony. So. Anyway, there's a file on there from November, and I have no idea what I said. It'll be really interesting to hear, uh, and maybe I'll include it if it's not too boring. It could be boring, and I hate boring you, but who knows, maybe I do anyway. You know, I have to tell you, Pam over at Hip to Be a Square stopped Hip to Be a Square. Yeah, and that uh, is a loss to the personal diary. I'm just a girl uh sitting here in my living room wanting you to listen to me kind of podcast. Uh now we've got we've got Vicky, my creative corner, we've got Kristen, um, simple handmade everyday. Who else do we have that just sits in their living room and talks? Actually I think Vicki and Kristen are much more professional. <laughs> I think they have mics and headphones and an edit. So so I'm the oldest school of the oldest of the old school. Because I just sit here and talk to you, and I hope it sounds good. And you know I'm going to say, um, um, yes. And ramble, and not edit myself. So, hope you're, uh, uh, you know, along for that ride. If you're not, there's lots of professionals out there nowadays. It's a whole new world, this podcasting thing. But I like homemade radio, and that is what I'm making for you. And this is a podcast about quilts, so I guess we could talk about quilts it's January. No, it's February. See, I don't, it's COVID tide. Who knows what day it is, what month it is. It is 2021. It feels good to be here. I know a lot of us had a hope that January 1st, the skies would open and, you know, the birds would sing and the angels would blow their trumpets and there would be a big banner across the sky saying, it's okay now. COVID is gone. We're fine. That didn't happen. I think we're in for uh, some more a few more rough months here, maybe more than a few. And it will be interesting to see uh, what the long term, not health effects, but societal effects of COVID will be. I think a lot of people will continue to wear masks. And I don't think that's a bad idea, quite frankly. And most people I know, when you ask them, have not had a cold this year. They've either had a, you know, a life-threatening virus, i.e. COVID-19, or have had nothing other than maybe some allergies. So, you know, the mask thing, there's, there's something to that. I have not had a cold. Um, knock on my leather couch arm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. But I think I was about to talk about quilts, and of course, I immediately led myself down another path. It is February. It's February fifth. And we are two weeks away from QuiltCon, and I have music playing in the other room. I don't know if this recorder is really strong enough to pick that up, but I will turn it off. I've been listening to a, a local band called uh, American Aquarium. Although now we're on to Jason Isbell. I have Spotify. I love Spotify. do you have Spotify? Are you into music? Make me a playlist. I have writing students who are in high school, and they make me playlists on Spotify, which is really interesting. Um, Yeah, I listen to a lot of music, and I I like hearing what they have to play, and then I listen to a lot of music in the car with Will, um, who's about to graduate from high school, which is crazy. He's going through the college application thing i mean i think he's done all of his applications has gotten into some schools not others and we're waiting to hear for a couple more before he makes the big decision Um, but anyway we ride around in a car together and he plays music and some of it i make him stop playing because you know because it's vile but (laughs) but other stuff he plays for me i really like a lot so anyway um but i've turned the music off so Maybe now we can talk about quilts. I don't know. It seems so prosaic on a quilt podcast to talk about quilts. But uh, it is February 5th. We've established that. 2021 have established that. This is a podcast in which I ramble. We have so firmly established that. I am sitting here with Travis the Quilt Dog. Um, He is a good boy. He's a good boy. And um, I am working on some quilt projects. All right. And you'll laugh if, if you are... If you have listened to this podcast for any length of time, over the you know any length number of years, uh, you know that I often say, "Here's what I'm going to do," or "Here's what I'm going to finish," uh, and then I don't. Uh, I used to be a, a a quilt finisher, and now I uh, just <laughs> now I'm the kind of person who just continues buying more curved basting pins because I do finish quilt tops and I finish quilt backs and I buy the batting and I get it all put together but it's the actual quilting because I keep thinking and this is this has been a project of mine a plan of mine for many years now that I'm going to become a better machine quilter and do something beyond straight lines now I don't know why I care because I like straight lines I like uh I like the, the the serpentine uh, line diagonal quilting. Uh, I have a quilt. Um, what is it? Uh, it is uh, now. I can't remember the name of the quilt. It's very cute. I made it for for the Quilt Fiction podcast. And now I can't think. It's an old. It's old school. Anyway, but that's how I quilted it, and uh, with the the serpentine line. And you know what? I look at it and think, oh, that's nice. I mean, I know there are people who do beautiful quilting and I appreciate it, but I don't disappreciate, (laughs) to to coin a really bad word, uh, simple quilting and straight line quilting. I see a lot of straight line quilting that I love, but one of the quilts I have on Docket, on the Docket to quilt is this poem quilt that I don't know if I have shared, on the podcast. Although I may have been working on it in September when we last spoke. Um, But it's it's a little daunting. It is a reverse applique quilt. Um, It is... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't know how to quilt it. I'm going to have to make something up. And... It, the quilt itself is ready to go. I have the thread. Any minute now I could get started. And I just, you know what I need to do? Is just start, right? And make the mistakes. And quilt and unquilt and do the things that I do. Now, I'm very excited because I'm also hand quilting a quilt. This was the quilt I finished, I think, the uh, late last summer, early in the fall. It's my Wonky Star quilt. Uh, it's a red and white quilt, but it also has pinks and some other, maybe some oranges, but you know it's it's prints. The the uh, well, I'll show you a picture, right? So they're prints and they're red solids, and I like it a lot. And I am hand quilting it for Christmas. I got a quilting hoop on a stand. Now my hope was I got it from Missouri Star Quilting Company, and it's very solid. It's nice. You have to put it together, but that's what I have the man for. And I offered to help, and he sort of laughed. So, you know, go do something else. Um, and he put it together for me and, and, and said it was very easy, but it was one of those things where I looked at the directions and I'm not really good with directions. I'm really bad with directions. So even, uh, you know, and I've learned over the years, it's like you read the directions multiple times, particularly if I'm knitting or if I'm doing a new recipe, particularly the new recipe, um, but this, I was reading the directions and a lot of the directions, they they were just, uh, they were drawings and that is like, that's really hard for me. I'm just not good uh, at, yeah, at reading, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually a really good reader, but th- yeah, that kind of interpretation, the man is just like, bump, 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 it's done. So that's why I have, one of the many reasons I keep the man around, there, there are multiple reasons, but that kind of help um, is really important to me. Uh, one of the things I have to say, Will is also very helpful. Like whenever my phone's doing something that makes me crazy or, you know, there's, and, and I don't know what's going on and I'll be like, Will, what's happening? And he'll come and fix it for me. Um, and now he's going to go to college. He says I can text him if I have problems when he's at college, um, you know, with, with technology, which is nice. It's kind of him. Um, yes. So anyway, so I have this hoop. Now my hope, because it, uh, it's a stand and then it's pretty large hoop I, I cannot tell you it's I mean I don't I think it's got to be 18 inches I'll measure it at some point but it's it's nice it's a really nice size it's I, I have another quilting hoop that's maybe 14 inches and this one is bigger so that's nice um, and when when put together and, and you can adjust it you can adjust the height you can adjust all kinds of things it's really well it's really well done um, not only well put together by the man, but well constructed by whomever constructed it. But it, I think that its ultimate height is maybe thirty-eight inches. So that's you know that's three feet plus two inches, and I am five feet plus four inches. So that you know I mean it, it comes up certainly to my to my waist. Um, so that's how I figured it. And like well okay, then I should be able to stand. Um, and deliver stand and quilt, because that's kind of what I want. I want to be able to do. I'm a stander. I'm, uh, be, you know, there's just too much sitting. It's not good for you. And it also my hips get funky and jinky if I, uh, sit for a long time. And so I like to be able to some, just to stand obviously, hence, ergo, yes. But the thing is when, uh, the when after the man got everything put together and I adjusted it to the the stand to its highest height, um, what I realized is that that's not how quilting works. Hand quilting that it would actually I'd still have to stoop in order to get my hand under the hoop under the quilt uh, to bring the needle up. Right? And that's not how you do hand quilting. So really I would need a stand that was chest high. right? Um, and it's possible you know, that I could rig something up, um, and perhaps one day will, in which I uh, you know, can put the, this, the, the stand on a platform of some sort um, that would bring it to the, the height that I need. And I'll mess around with that. But for now, I've uh, brought a hardwood, hardwood is that right a chair a wooden chair into the living room so that I can you know watch educational tv you know as I want to do So I can watch my soapy crappy tv while I am hand quilting and it um I've really enjoyed it I've uh you know I'm not a good hand quilter this is only the second quilt uh that I've hand quilted I still can't rock the needle I am taking a hand quilting class QuiltCon. con it's one of their mini courses which i'm not sure what that's going to be like i think it's one i think it's pre-recorded so it's not a live course um I, yeah and, and in fact i think with the mini courses there's an add-on and for maybe ten dollars you can uh have live time with the with the instructor but i, I yeah that yeah I'm, I'm just going to do the mini course um, so anyway and it's with um Sarah Filkey, I think I'm saying that right, and I think I have the first name right, so I'm excited to see what I can learn from her. She's someone I like a lot. Um, yeah, but anyway, but maybe, maybe I'll learn to rock the needle, but maybe not, and maybe I'll just be a stick and stab kind of gal. Um, I think the big trick is to keep the needle perpendicular to the quilt top, And yeah, really shoot for that up and down. Um, Yeah, so that, but, and and my stitches are pretty even and I move fairly quickly and speed is not of the essence anyway. So I'm enjoying myself. And I think that is the thing. Um, There's no requirement that I do any quilting. There's no requirement that I do anything correctly. Um, There's, you know, I don't have to show this to anyone Um, and it will all be good. It'll be all good. I am pleased so far, and I am enjoying it. So uh, I'll let you know if I rig up a system where I can actually stand and quilt. But for now, just having the hard bottom chair is, is good, um, as opposed to leaning back into a couch. Um, yeah, those of you who have back and hip problems, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so that's happening. Um, and then I have another quilt top that I finished, another palm quilt. Um that I just got the batting for. I'm very proud of myself because I remember it's like, it's dark fabric. So I got dark batting, um, I, which I'm ordering the batting from connecting threads. They, they, uh, it can be hard to find the dark batting and they have actually pretty good pricing on theirs. So, yeah, so, um, I still have to, so this is a, a uh, the second one, I still have to do the back. And of course I'm doing my funky piece-to-backs, um, which take a while, but always make me happy. So, do I have other quilting news for you? Um, I don't know that I do. So, I just have this pile of quilts to be quilted. I have a pile of ideas for new quilts, but that is the thing I'm really trying to do is not start any new quilts until I have the machi- the quilts I'm going to machine quilt quilted and I have several Um, I have two I definitely want to do and then I have some charity quilts also basted that's why I keep buying basting safety pins you know because I I, I'm pretty good at getting the quilt sandwiches put together but the the charity quilts are smaller quilts and they won't take any time to do it's just a matter of doing them Um, otherwise in life I am working I am writing as always I'm working on a children's book Um, that I hope to have a a draft to my editor by next week. And then I'm going to go back to some of the quilt fiction stuff. As always, I want to uh, welcome you to come check out the Quilt Fiction Club uh, on Facebook. It is the only place I really spend any time on Facebook anymore. Um, I check into friends groups like uh my friend Kristen's group, the simple handmade everyday group and I like to see what you know, so my quilting friends, I like to see what Vicky's doing and um but otherwise I'm pretty much just hang out in the quilt fiction club. We have about close to uh twelve hundred people there now and a lot of people are active but it's not what I like about it that's still, you know, compared to a lot of the quilting groups, um, it's still not it's not that big. Um and and people are active. There's, I think, uh, you know, maybe two dozen people who are, have been active for a long time. Um, but new people come in and, and get involved. And it's a very welcoming group. And we talk about all kinds of different things. Obviously, quilts and fiction. And it's a it's a group of readers for sure. So we're having a we're having a good time over there. So come on over. Um, I did post a Christmas story on the Quilt Fiction Podcast, and I uh, hope to have a new story soon. I have a story finished. That is, once I finish this um, children's book, uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing is m- uh, some audiobook recording. These will be audiobooks that I'll be selling, but doing an audiobook version of Margaret Goes Modern and uh, Birds in the Air and some other things as well. And, um, yeah, so that I'm going to kind of turn my turn my attention to that stuff here pretty soon. Um, yeah, and still very involved in the Quilt Alliance. I, I'm sure I have mentioned this, but if I haven't, the Quilt Alliance now has a podcast. Uh, it's called Running Stitch and it's really neat. The, the woman who hosts it hosts it is named Yannickin Smucker and she has a long time she is a longtime Quilt Alliance member. She was board president for many years. she's an oral historian. Uh, she's a professor. And so she's doing it, and what she's doing is going through the archives of the Quilter Save Our Stories uh, oral history project and sort of repackaging excerpts from those, those oral histories with up-to-date interviews with the people who made the, who, who did the oral history recording. So I think she's done Victoria Finley Wolf and Ricky Timms. And um, those are the two immediate people who come to mind. Oh, I think the most recent one is with Denise Schmidt. So it's really cool. It's a really interesting podcast. I'll link to it. I am also going to link to a new YouTube channel by our own Andra Walker. I love Andra. We have been friends via this podcast for many years and have met in real life, I think at least twice at Quilt Cons. And she is just the most fabulous person. And now you can discover that for yourself by subscribing to her new YouTube channel called Andra Makes, where she's just doing videos you know, talking about the, the her various stitching projects. Um, she's very talented. She's just got a... She is a bright and funny and warm presents. And that's the kind of thing we can use right now. So anyway, I will link to Andra's uh, YouTube channel. And um, yeah, so that's something you should check out. So, but back to the Quilt Alliance. So we've got the the new, uh, as of this fall, podcast. You can also, and I'll link to this as well. So we did this event in September called Quilters Take a Moment. Usually uh, we do a biannual or biennial, I think a biennial uh, gig called Quilters Take Manhattan in Manhattan. And it's a big deal this year, last year, couldn't do it, of course. So brought it online and did an amazing job. Uh, has I can take no credit. The, the executive director, Amy Milne and our uh, program coordinator, Emma Parker, put it on, put it together. It was great. And now you can access the exhibit from the, the, the event um, online for free. That was part of the grant. We got a grant to do the whole event. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm president of the Quilt Alliance board. Anyway, and, and, but part of the grant was that after, you know, after the event was over, that we would make some, make the, uh, Exhibit, the quilt exhibit the virtual exhibit online which we have done it's an amazing exhibit laura uh, mcdowell hopper i think i've got that in the right order um who is on our board uh is uh, curated the exhibit and does a tour it's amazing i i'm not sure the tour is available i hope it is um but sort of walks and talks you through these quilts and um and we're currently planning for an another um Program another quilters take a moment in September this September, and uh, have an amazing. It's going to it's going to be great. So I will keep you updated on that. Assuming between that I I do another episode between now and September, I hope I will. You know, QuiltCon's coming up, and you know I'm going to have to talk about QuiltCon. You know, other quilting news. uh, My friend Holly Ann Knight is still doing that that uh, free motion quilting. Uh, Academy that you ought to check out. Uh, just doing, um, she's, she is like, she's amazing. Yeah. You know, she's young. She's got the energy. She's doing all kinds of great work is about to get, um, uh, her own line of fabric from paint box studios. I think it's studios, but th- those are a beautiful fabric. So I'm excited about that. But if you're looking for some good quilting action, go over, uh, to the quilting rock stars group on, on Facebook, join that group. um, that's always a lot of fun. Obviously, um, just want to quilt. That's another Facebook group. If you're on Facebook, and I know some of you aren't, but if you are, that's, that's a really fun group too. I think that that may be it for me and my news. Um, as far as what I am reading, I'm trying to read War and Peace. Yep, I am. And, uh, Good luck to me. Uh, you know, it's really good. And I, I, Anna Karenina is one of my favorite books. It's just War and Peace is quite a um, undertaking. But that—that's my hope. I, I read a really good book. I'm going say. I think I've got it right here. I got it for Christmas, um, and it's called Breaking Bread with the Dead. I've got to put on my glasses to read you the subtitle: A Reader's Guide to a More Tranquil Mind by Alan Jacobs. Um, who is a wonderful writer. He's one of my favorite writers. And he just, he writes nonfiction. He writes about, uh, technology, although not so much in his books, but he, he does, he, he also, um, has a book called, let me see if I can find it. So that's, he has a book called How to Think. That's really good. But it's also, um, hold on also let's see the pleasures of reading in an age of distraction and he writes for harpers he writes he's a, he writes a lot of essays he's wonderful he's a wonderful thinking but breaking bread with the dead is really it's a it's really like an extended essay it's it's a short book um but it it really makes an argument for reading writers from the past including the old dead white guys um, even though th- sometimes that, that can be hard for a contemporary reader, um, because of the attitudes, the misogyny, sometimes the racism, sometimes there are things that are difficult for a contemporary reader to kind of set aside. And what Alan Jacobs says is don't set it aside, you know, deal with it and deal with the, you know, the complexities of that, that, that there are you know, people, uh, you know, particularly, uh, you know, there were great minds, uh, throughout history, who held ideas that that we find uh, morally repugnant, but still were great thinkers and had great ideas. We are all, you know, all, sorry, it's morning, I'm a little froggy. We all swim in the waters of our times. You know, and one of the arguments he makes that I think is really interesting is we will be judged by people a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, who will wonder how we held some of the notions that we hold. He throws out there, one of them is it may be in the future that people will look back at us and wonder how we could eat meat. You know, and and I, by the way, I'm a meat eater, so, um, you know, so I'm not and I think he is too but it may be that that uh, you know as as the science continues along the line of being able to and it's such a kind of gnarly idea but grow meat in labs and so and and, and or create meat substitutes that are, are pretty good and if you've if you've had a beyond belief burger I think that's what it's called um, there's some fake burgers now on the market that are so good. Um, but anyway, but there may be some really serious alternatives to meat um, that where people are going to go, well, how could you ever kill an animal? Um, and I, again, I'm not getting into the ethics of, of of meat. But what he's saying is that's possible that that's an attitude that people might hold a uh, 100 years from now. Um, and, and, you know, in the same way that, that we look back at people 150 years ago and further um, and go, how could you own other human beings? And obviously, and not just in this country, but slavery obviously goes back to the beginning of time, and now we consider it morally repugnant. Um, so anyway, I don't want to get into all of that, but basically um, one of the things too that, that Alan Jacobs writes about in this book is that it can be good to get away from the noise of to of the contemporary um and and and, and spend time in the past and uh, he's uh, you have to read I'm not I'm not putting that very well a lot of interesting ideas I recommend Alan Jacob in every possible way I'm just I'm just a huge fan um he also he he uh is a a an Auden scholar, as in the poet W. uh, W. H. Auden, and I love Auden, and also a C. S. Lewis scholar, and I love C. S. Lewis. So anyway, so that's a recent book um, that I've read. I am reading a lot about war. That's my new book that I'm working on, has to do with war, and I'm reading some very interesting stuff on the subject of moral injury, um, which is, is a fairly new approach uh, our new kind of thinking about uh, soldier, combat soldiers and other soldiers in wartime situations uh, who are traumatized by what they have done or what they have seen done. And it's a, it's a cousin of post-traumatic stress syndrome, but not the same thing. And that is fascinating to me. And so I'm reading a lot about that. Um, so, yeah, so and reading a lot of poetry. Uh, I'm, I'm lately reading a great deal of poetry, war uh, poetry, to be honest, but also um, the poetry of Charles Wright, who is a poet who grew up in East Tennessee but has been teaching poetry and creative writing at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville for years and years and years, and is a poet that I had not read until now. Um, I don't think I was ready for him until now. I remember being younger and picking him up, picking up his books and looking and going, "Nope, not for me. And now I'm picking them up and going, this is the most amazing poetry I've ever read. So there you have it. All right. Well, you know what? I'd like to post this podcast episode. I will look and see uh, if what I recorded so uh, in November is of interest. And actually, I won't look and see. I will listen. It's, a, it's, it's an audio thing. Um, if it is, I'll add it on kind of as a PS to this episode. Um, but it might not be, who knows, who knows? Uh, but anyway, I hope you're doing okay. I hope that if uh, I hope you are not sick, I hope you have not lost anyone to COVID. Uh, If you've had COVID that you've recovered fully, Um, Yeah, we we have not had it, as I think I've discussed. The man, and I think we may have had it early on, just didn't realize what it was, but the way we felt corresponded corresponded very closely to uh, things we've heard about the COVID experience. And, uh, which, uh, you know, but we are... uh, we don't think that makes us immune at this point and so we're being very careful my parents have gotten round one of their vaccinations may have gotten round two by now I need to call and see Um, so I'm very happy about that but they are healthy Um, so far so good Uh, I've known people who've gotten it and everyone has survived it thank goodness so fingers crossed that the vaccine's going to get out I hope that you will opt to take it if you get a chance I certainly will the very minute that I can anyway uh, so I hope you are physically healthy I hope your mental well-being is as good as can be hoped for um, if you're feeling bad or sad let me know uh, if you need someone to correspond with, I'd be happy to correspond with you. Again, if you're looking for a friendly, nice community to be in right now, I highly recommend the Quilt Fiction Club. I really love it there. I love the people there. It's just been a really nice oasis in the middle of a really difficult time for all of us. So um, that is it for now. And leave a comment. If you get a chance, check out Andra's uh, Uh, YouTube channel. I'll put uh, a link to that. And um, yeah, yeah, just be good. Uh, Remember, uh, life is short. Quilt first. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey there, and welcome to episode whatever. I have zero, zero idea what episode we're on. Um, It'll be, if you need to know, if it's important, it'll be in the iTunes listing, wherever you get your podcasts from. It'll be there. But I don't feel like you are probably keeping a list of, of like, all right, she's up to episode two forty four, which might be where I am. That could be a really lucky guess. I, I, I just feel like this is not a little list. You're keeping a little checklist by the side of your computer or your iPhone or whatever in your notes app. So yeah, so really I should just stop talking about it because it feels a little, Um, silly. I'm not doing a quilt diary. Did I say this is off-kilter quilt? It is. It's Sunday, November 8th. I'm sitting on the porch. Can you hear how, uh, buggy it is in the best possible way? My favorite thing, these, uh, late night musicians, although it's not the late late night, it feels that way because it's 535 and almost dark, but, um, yeah, we've had some warm-ish weather. Uh, a little too warm, not that I complain about the weather. You know me, I'm very uh, chill. Whatever the weather's going to do, it's going to do, and I'm going to live with it. But, uh, in general, it's, it's been quite lovely. That has, again, been sort of one of the saving graces or the consolations of, of COVID tide, is uh, the weather in general has been really nice. Not that we care, not that we even notice. But it is Sunday night. Um, I'm waiting for the oven to warm up. I'm making, for dinner, I'm going to do a, a, it's very easy, very simple shrimp dish. And This is one of those things. So many, many, many years ago, and many, many pounds ago, I did Weight Watchers. Very seriously, I lost a lot of weight, which of course I've gained all of it back. Um, but a friend of mine picked up a Weight Watchers cookbook for me from some used book sale. And, and in it, there was a recipe for this garlic lemon shrimp. And it's very easy. And it's very good. It's one of the man's favorite dinners. So that And it, it takes no time at all. But I'd like to make a crusty bread uh, to go with it. And this crusty bread, the recipe is from the New York Times uh it's a sort of artisanal loaf as they say but it's you it's a no need bread k-n-e-a-d we do need it but we don't need it um yeah that was for those of you in the back um (laughs) yeah anyway but but so it but it's very good it makes a really nice crusty loaf you put a lot of uh yeast in there and it rises for about between anywhere between two to four hours and then you just glop it on to the parchment paper and put it on the baking stone. And yeah, glopping stuff on, that doesn't sound very pleasant, does it? But you get my picture. It's nice. It's easy. But you start out the bake at 500. That can take a while to get up there. So that's that's in process. I'm waiting for the oven to heat up. I thought, you know what? It has been a long time, yeah, probably a month since I posted an episode I'm not doing quilt diaries because here's what I'm finding right now my friends is it's just better to just sit down and talk and you know if I need to talk some more I'll talk some more later but it's easy if I just get it out say what I've got to say say my piece and then post the episode it's like that's how it gets done that's how it happens these days Anyway, so uh, it's been a historic kind of week with the election and everyone going out and voting. And I don't use this podcast as a political platform, Um, you know. And and there there are those, and they're not wrong, who would say that that is a kind of privilege to say, yeah, I can go. This is a a place where we don't really discuss politics all that much. And, um, yeah, because we don't. And, you know, part of it is my own kind of moderate positioning in the world. Um, you know, I tend—I I always think of myself as a left-leaning moderate, but occasionally I lean right on stuff. And uh, But I, I am a, a middle-way kind of person in a lot of ways, and I think that comes from having a squishy, bleeding heart, but growing up in a military family. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting hodgepodge of experiences and ideas. Um, I, I am proud to be an American because I think the process works, and I will say that I think that that people voted. I think the I don't think there was any messing around. I think the votes have been counted. I think the person with the most votes and the most electoral electoral votes won. And yeah, I'm looking forward to moving on, moving forward, and doing what we need to do about this virus which is funky and weird and a lot of people are getting it and too many people are dying from it so i am hoping that uh, we'll kind of get on top of it here really soon i think we're going to see a vaccine in the not too distant future which is uh, going to be marvelous it wouldn't be something if a year from now we are out and about again Um, going to the movies and out to dinner, which is not stuff I did anyway. But, you know, for me, it's like going to the library and just wandering around. I may cry the first day I'm allowed into the library without a mask. I'm at this point not even allowed into the library with a mask, but going to the library and just circulating like the books in the air and just looking around and seeing my favorite reference librarian. That would be Patrick. Have we actually gotten to be friends? Oh, okay. This is what a library hound I am. Girls. And any boys who are out there. Um, the other day, oh man, it was a panic situation for me. I have books on hold. And the way it works at my library right now, maybe this way at yours, you put, you, you, you put books on hold. Limit of five. So of course I've taken over Will's library card and if I can dig out Jack's library card I might take over his too. So so I've got so I personally have a limit of ten books because yes, Will is uh yeah, Will doesn't check out go to the public library anymore. So um so I've got all these great books on my card and Will's card. Uh they they've come in and you have to make schedule a date to pick up and it sometimes it's like you can't once you get those books even, you know, well, I won't go into all the details, but you, you know, it could be two weeks before you actually can get a slot to come pick them up. So I had all these amazing books I wanted to read. they come in. I had my date, and on that date, a hurricane was coming through town. Not really, okay? It was going along the Atlantic coast, and we knew we were going to get big winds, big high winds, which can be dangerous. Uh, where I live in Durham, and most of Durham, well... A lot of dormitories is pretty wooded. And so when you get big winds, the trees come down. Um, and so the winds were coming up. I'm like, oh, man. And all I could think of, because I'm just completely selfish, is I'm not going to be able to get my library books. It's going to be too dangerous to, to go out. So I called the library and uh, was talking to someone at the main library branch where I, I don't go. I have a, clo- a closer branch. And I'm chatting with him and telling him how, you know, it's like if, if if I can't get over there, is there any way they can just hold the books for me till tomorrow? And he's checking on it and he said, By the I said, I think I know you. I used to work at the Southwest Library about uh, you know, up until about eight years ago. I've got dreadlocks and I knew exactly who he was, but I just thought that was amazing. He remembered me because that's how much how often I went into the library, which would be like two or three times a week. I it, it, and and I remember when he actually when they they uh, did a refurbishing of the Southwest Branch Library, and so uh, I I would I didn't see him for a while, and then yeah, that's a long history. It's boring, but I just found the fact that this is a man I've not seen in six or seven years, but still knew how I who I was just because. I was the woman who obsessively went to the library so all that to say i miss my librarians i make friends with my librarians i love the library and that will be an amazing moment when i'm allowed to go in without a mask and just wander just wander the aisles like a ghost um yeah anyway fun times good times that we're living in but I, I feel like let's, let's move forward and uh, let's, let's get this virus and let's um, do all kinds of other things that, that need to be done. Speaking of things that need to be done, uh, I have quilts that need to be quilted. I have now two quilts that need to be quilted and I'm about to finish a third quilt that needs to be quilted. And did I, did I just say I had two quilts that need to be quilted? That is a lie. I actually, at this point, have, I think, four quilts. Now, one is a a quilt, a charity quilt that I made a while back, and that has needed to be quilted for a long time, and I can't really believe I haven't done it. I think I thought I was going to hand quilt it, and now I think I'm just going to crisscross it, you know, do a a very simple straight-line quilting on the machine. But then I have the Modern Quilt Guild Challenge quilt. I can't remember if last time I talked about that. I did do that. Not a lot of people seem to be doing that. Um, I checked the other day, but Instagram is a little funky because of the election in terms of what you can search. Um, so, but but I have been trying to keep up with the the modern the QuiltCon fabric challenge, Modern Quilt Guild fabric challenge, and the last time I checked, uh, where I was able to see the latest quilt's uh there were about 8 <laughs> it's not really uh friendly fabric it was it was hard to do anything i will submit the quilt i don't think it will win anything but i do need to um i have quilted it is that right yes no yes yes you know what i haven't done i did facing and i haven't sewn the facing to the back of the quilt yet and then I have this poem quilt, and I can't remember if I've talked about that. I'll post a picture. That needs to be quilted. It's a big quilt. I'm scared. And then I have another quilt I'm working on right now. Oh, and I have my red and white quilt that I finished late in the summer, maybe early in the fall. I don't really know what time of year it is anymore or what year it is. Um, that I want a hand quilt. And I'm thinking about for Christmas, which is coming... Is Christmas going to be weird this year? I think so. I don't know. Um, I'm going to ask for a a quilt frame, a small one. Uh, I'd like to be able to stand up and quilt. Um, I have talked on this podcast before about how I get hinky. My hips get hinky and my shoulders get hinky if I sit too long. So I would love to be able to set it up behind the couch and just watch TV or listen to music while I quilt um so anyway that but that one i wanted to hand quilt now it could be at some point i'm just going to say no um i haven't really thought about entering it into quilt con someone told me i should i don't feel like it's the even though the stars are wonky uh i i don't think it's that modern and um yeah so uh, so I don't think I will, and I do like the idea of hand quilting it. Although I, you know, I have all sorts of things I like the idea of that I don't actually do. And now, now I'm working on another quilt. Uh, it's another poem quilt because I love reverse applique and I love letters. And this one, uh, it really is coming out of this research that I have been doing for a novel I'm working on. The novel is actually a novel in verse. It is a children's novel. It is about um, an 11-year-old boy whose father returns from uh, his third deployment uh, into these forever wars that we continue to be (sighs) involved in, although we have fewer and fewer troops in Afghanistan and Iraq at this point. We have very few in Iraq, and and we have have really downsized in Afghanistan as well. But uh, in any event... um, I think the the novel is going to be set in maybe 2014, but uh, all that to say, yes, uh, I have spent a lot of time, a lot lot of the last six months researching uh, to write this book about a boy whose father returns from Afghanistan, severely wounded and um uh, i am learning quite a bit and one of the things that uh, i'm I'm learning is i don't think it's a good idea to have uh, military forces uh, in battlefields where the here on the home front we don't actually um, have much commitment to them and again i come from a military background my father's career military his father was career military and the more I read about these wars, I think if we're going to have wars, then civilians should really feel connected to those wars in a way that I certainly haven't. Maybe you have, if you have active duty military people in your life, you probably do. So anyway, so I'm I'm writing kind of it's kind of a Veterans Day, Paul, in a way. I don't know. What it, it's I'm almost done sewing the top together, and then we'll we'll see what happens after that in terms of getting it quilted. If I finish it, I probably will submit that to QuiltCon, and I don't know what else. It's, I'm, I'm excited to see other people's quilts in QuiltCon. You know, it's always amazing um, to see those quilts, but I'm less excited about submitting my own quilts to an online show. Uh, If I don't, though, I'm sure I'll regret it, because I'm sure the the show will be great. I think the Modern Quilt Guild does a great job of, 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 most of the things that it does. So, um, anyway, so that is what I am working on. I'm working on this. Uh, I'm working on not quilting all the quilts I have to quilt, and then working on putting this new quilt together. Uh, and I'm really, really, really enjoying the process. Thanks for listening to the Off Kilter Quilt. Come visit me online at offkilterquilt.com. Until next time, this is Francis. Remember, life is short. Quilt first.